Welcome to the Podcast on the Prairie, an Oklahoma football podcast featuring OU beat writer George Stoya, Keegan Renault, and host Spencer Davis. Welcome in to another edition of the Podcast on the Prairie. I'm Spencer Davis here alongside both Keegan Renault and George Stoya. I think this is the first time we've had George on the pod since before the bowl game for sure, right? I'm retired. Yeah, we brought him out of retirement for uh, for this for this offseason podcast. So you know it must be at least uh, at least a pretty big deal here. Um, we were going to leave the show with uh, with these Joey McGuire rumors, but just as we started to record, um, David Smoke, uh, who's the program director of ESPN Central Texas uh, radio station in Waco, I guess, uh, seems to be plugged into the folks at Baylor. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy in the know down there in Waco uh, for Baylor football. Sure, and he is reporting. Demarco, higher Demarco. We're gonna have a Demarco Murray fight later. George and I will. Keegan, I don't know where you stand on that, but George and I are gonna fight, and you're gonna have to be the tiebreaker. Uh, But yeah, so David Smoke just reported Joey McGuire will not be leaving Baylor. Um, which doesn't really have anything to do with the other staff changes that have been announced so far, which is really just Jay Bulware going to Texas. But um, obviously the implication with OU offering Joe McGuire a job would be that Ruffin McNeil is about to retire. Is that Would you agree with, with that sentiment, Keegan? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, what, what's this year? We just finished year three with Ruffin on staff. Um, I think his health is a concern. Just in terms of his ability to go he through the He did one interview of, all year until the bowl game. Well, I mean, gosh, two years, you know, when he took over for Mike Stoops, I mean, he had honestly had a hard time, like, walking down the steps into the red room, which is only, like, three steps. Uh, I mean, it looked, it was laborious. Um, so, I, if, if he is back in 2020, I, I would be pretty surprised. I think his contract runs out at the end of the month. Um, I, I'd yeah, be I think I think they're stunned. gonna announce it in the next week. Yeah, I'd be pretty stunned if if he was brought back. Um, so, with that being said, let's talk about this, and we can talk about the running backs uh, coach opening with Jay Bulwer leaving. But Keegan, do you have? Is there anybody else that you've heard or can think of that would be a potential, uh, you know, replacement for Ruffin McNeil? And I, I guess the one that's obvious is Chip Viney, right? Yeah, I, I, that's well. I was about to say the the clear move, um, unless they hire from someone outside. And at this point, with Joey McGuire staying at Baylor, I I haven't heard a second name besides his. Um, so it, you know, the clear move is moving Roy Manning in and having him be the uh, the rush backer coach. I guess is the name for it because he he was the outside linebackers coach per title at Washington State under Grinch in 2015 through 2017. So I don't know if that necessarily means that he was the rush back rush backers coach or the, you know, the edge rushers coach. So I, but like I said, the clear move is moving him in inside and from the corners and then giving chip finding corners and under Alex Grinch. But I, I I don't, I don't think that's a direction because I said this earlier today I don't think Oklahoma's at a point where they can be grooming guys. I think they need established recruiters, established names um, in the coaching ranks. And uh, I, I think 
even the Joey McGuire hire would have been a little bit of a reach for me, although I know the connections and the benefits that come with it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do now because that was the only clear name to take over on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think you're just – I don't want this, this to sound harsh, but anything that you get from replacing Ruffin McNeil and recruiting is just totally gravy, right? Like, yeah, I, I think last, going after guy, he, a strong recruiter – I mean, yeah, Derek Green was the last guy, right? Who didn't yeah, even make it to campus. Say, fakes going to the Army to tra- be able to transfer. I, look – Ruffin has obviously been very important to, to Lincoln Riley and to the team and the staff in general, but in terms of production, whatever you replace him or whoever you replace him with is, is going to be an upgrade. And I think if you can get a recruiting wizard like a Shea, like a McGuire or a, a Chip Viney, um, then, I, then I think that, that works out. I mean, George, do you have, you have any take on this potential defensive hiring that, that could be about to happen? Uh, I don't really cover the team anymore come on Uh, i'm just joking uh no i think i think you have a point spencer in the sense that like i mean i've heard like stories that like one just think about it logistically for ruffin like there's no way that at practice like one i don't even think he was like coaching half the time because that's a lot of moving around at practice you know and then recruiting like you're just losing a body because like he probably was not out recruiting a whole lot like no just so like whoever they go and hire like i don't think you can really i mean yes you can go wrong and hire some like idiot or like somebody that has a terrible past or whatever but like it's kind of like what you're saying spencer where it's just kind of gravy on top and i think i mean yeah chip viney's the easy move but i don't think that's something that i mean i think grinch wants to probably go get his own guy I would assume. I mean, maybe if they can't go figure something out, then maybe they just move Chip Viney for a year. But something tells me that Grinch probably wants to go get his own guy. Probably has somebody in mind, I would assume. Like This is not something that like just is out of the blue. This is something that's been in the back of their mind for probably a year now. When did, um, when did Chip Viney get brought back from Nevada? Do we know? Last year? Or I mean, 20, so yeah, when, when did Jeremiah... Jeremiah Cordell was a 2019 guy. Yeah, he was a year ago. No, it was two years ago because he was a part of the process of the 2019 class. So it was 2018, 2019 last year, and then heading into this year. So, yeah, he'd be heading on, I think, almost two full years at Oklahoma, uh, Chip Vineywood. Uh, I, I was thinking about just – I don't – I don't think Joey McGuire was a Grinch hire. I just no, that would have been a Lincoln out. Riley move for sure. For and sure I think would have that's been a very interesting. I mean, and I think I mean obviously Viney would have too because Viney has been here longer than Grinch has. Yeah, I mean I I just looked it up. He was uh, he came over from Nevada in the summer of 2018. So, I mean, to mm-hmm. me, whenever he came over, he left an on-field role to be. What an analyst or whatever he is now at OU, and the only reason you do that is if there's a wink, wink that you know you're going to be an on-field guy at some point. And he had been at OU obviously, and there was that there was that relationship already. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think George has a point that you know maybe Lincoln got this one shot with McGuire, and now that you know if that doesn't work out, 
then maybe Grinch gets to to try to go find somebody that he wants uh, because it was I, you know I, Brian I Odom, to... Dante Manning, like those are Grinch guys. Mm-hmm. Or not Dante Manning, Roy Dude. Manning. Sorry. <laughs> There was I, there was this thought that Joey McGuire was going to come in and just open up all these doors in the state of Texas for Oklahoma, and I, I made the point, you know, again earlier today to somebody that Joey McGuire wasn't going to be the difference between Jeffrey Okuda going to Ohio State. He wasn't going to be the difference between Ryan Watts going to Ohio State, Baron Browning, Marvin well, Wilson going to Florida State. Like those he, are the guy. Yeah. Those are the guys that Oklahoma needs, and um, I definitely it, think like. I don't think he would have been the difference between getting those guys. Maybe he opens the doors more in DFW, but even then, there's not a ton of just high-level de- defensive players that are coming out of Dallas right now. It's more Houston. So, yeah. yeah it, um, and then, two, I was going to mention, whoever, whichever coach is the one that developed Nick Benito, David Aguebu, and John Michael Terry this year, probably needs to be the guy that play, that's the, the jack or edge rush backer coach next year if we're all under the same assumption that Ruffin McNeil didn't do didn't a ton do of coaching this year. Yeah. I, let me ask you this. Would Joey McGuire have prevented the Jace McClellan situation from happening? I, I think that's possible. No, not with Alito. They, oh, okay, maybe world. not with Alito, but with a different school. I mean, I, I know in there's bad gen- luck with Alito. Yeah, but. in general. Yeah, Alito, Alito's a little out there. It's not... It is DFW, but it, it's it's not. It's twenty miles west of Fort Worth. I just Worth. mean I, I think McGuire um, would have you know just given you a little boost in a bunch of those Texas schools. Maybe not Alito, so maybe Jason McClellan's a bad example, and maybe you don't go steal a Baron Browning. But I, I just I, I think it it helps a lot for the perception, and it helps. I think it does, I think it would have opened up a lot of doors, and I think it was something that was worth pursuing. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Where it goes from there, uh, where it goes from here. If all right, George, you all in on Demarco? Uh, no, I, I'm not all in on Demarco. I just said I thought it would be a good hire. I mean, I, look, here's my argument on Demarco Murray: is I understand, you know, this this perspective of he didn't do that well at Arizona. But one, I just don't think kids want to go to Arizona. Um, but my point be my point on like if they hired DeMarco, I don't think it would be a bad hire, because I think if you have DeMarco Murray walk into a kid's room, like I feel like he would be a great recruiter. And I mean, I mean, hell, he's been through, uh, you know, what it's like to play at OU and be a great running back. That's why I, I think he'd be a good coach. And here's the thing about the running back hire: I think in and this may be a hot take, and maybe you guys will disagree with me, but from what I have heard. This is also a very much similar situation as to Ruffin McNeil in the sense that whoever they hire is gravy. Because I can tell you right now, I don't think there was a whole lot of um, – what's the right way to say this? I just don't – let's just say both sides were happy that this went down. Yeah, and I can agree. So, I can confirm that. j Bowler was bad is what you're I saying. Think, I, I'll, all I'm going to say is whoever they go get, I think they will enjoy more than what they had. That is what I will say. And so my argument for DeMarco is he's a young guy. He's just out of the league. He's a proven guy that played for OU. I bet he's a – I would guess he's a decent recruiter. I know, Spencer, you talked to, to me off off the podcast about uh, he didn't recruit very well in the state of Arizona, didn't get the two guys that were, I guess, big running backs in Arizona. Well, but I, I just have a feeling that he'd do well in Texas. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a native Texan. 
And then I just, Demarco's I just from Bishop, Nevada. Nevada. He's from Vegas. Yeah. Oh, whatever. He went to Bishop Gorman. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm stupid. Uh, but let me. Anyways, can, I just think he'd be a good hire, and Kel Gundy could take him under his wing, kind of show him the ropes. I, I just, you know, whoever they hire, I think will be better than what they had. It wasn't, and I don't want to knock hot the take number one for me. I, I, I <laughs> George is going to get to three hot takes before this podcast is over. That was one. Um, I, I, I get your point with Bullware again. Yeah, it's gravy. I mean, Bullware and McNeil were clearly the two weakest links on the staff. Um, Bullware's gone for sure. We think Ruffin is. So in that case, you know, in that sense, it makes sense that they're making these changes. But I, my problem with Demarco Murray being the running running backs coach at Oklahoma is that. He he's his one year of a coach coaching experience at any level ever, and it was last year. I'm not going to knock. And him he as a learned recruiter. under Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, who and it's it's the Kevin Sumlin era thing is not going well at Arizona. I mean this this upcoming year may be his last. So I just I don't know. I, I think oh you could do a lot better. I don't know how much Demarco Murray would resonate in a living room. To be honest with you, like. He was awesome one year for the Cowboys and had a good career outside of that. He was awesome in college, but that was going on 10 years ago now. Like none of these kids he's recruiting in Texas or, you know, wherever OU's trying to get a running back are, you know, they're eight years old. Like they don't, they don't remember it or it doesn't, you know, they have to be told about it like it's a history lesson. I just don't know that it would resonate as much as it would in theory. Um yeah, more more of these high school kids know him by spray tan than they do about his oh, NFL God. career. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Oh my God. Um, I, I, you could do worse than Demarco Murray, but I just think that you could do a lot better. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I just I also just don't know who you hire. Like I'm not going to yeah, sit here. Yeah, that's where I'm an at. Expert can I throw on, Can I throw a name out there? You should go hire. Throw it's, a name. Uh, it's a uh, Nate. Shielhassey at Iowa State. Iowa State's receivers coach. He was the running backs coach last year. I believe he's the guy that evaled and recruited in Brees Hall. Uh, he would have coached, um, I guess. David Montgomery. Yeah, he would have coached David Montgomery last year, and then the Iowa State receivers this year were pretty good. Not as uh, not as big a name as, as like Hakeem Butler or Alan, Alan Lazard yet. But um, this guy, he's super young. I'm looking at him right now. I'm trying to find his age. I mean, he's only been coaching since 2015. He's at Illinois 2015 through 2017. He's been at Iowa State the last two years. I just think – and he, it looks like he played at – I believe he played at Illinois as well. Um, yeah, played at Illinois. And he's the Illini's all-time total offense leader. Wow. Interesting. So he's a really good player Let's at Illinois. Just go hire well. some AJP Ryan. He's not doing anything. No, he – shoot. Who signed him? Somebody – Uh, there was a really weird tweet towards the end of last year. He was year. in Cincinnati, I believe. No, he's a Dolphin now. And, like, Rappaport, one of those NFL insiders, tweeted at the end of the year that, like, he's going to be part of their future at running back. Um, That's wild. I thought his yeah. career was over. I, every, I think everyone did. I mean, we'll see uh, – See what he ends up doing, but this year for Miami, uh, looks like he he only played in one game, but I don't know. He's got I think he's got one more shot in the league. He's picking up a check, pretty good. Um, no, Piron, man, Piron would not be a good recruiter. <laughs> it's somebody that had to no, talk no, to it was that was day. a joke. <laughs> oh man, all uh, I know is they better hire somebody that knows the X's and O's because they get real ugly if they don't know the X's and O's. 
somebody that played before for sure, right? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, Demarco Murray definitely checks that box. <laughs> uh, I refuse comment. <laughs> uh, all right, is that? I mean, running backs. Running. Uh, well, it's just wait and see on the running backs deal. I guess um, we haven't heard any. I'll other... just, uh, oh, oh, here's the th- with Jay Bulwer too. Like Lincoln Riley's not going to let someone just walk to Texas. No. Oh. There's no. Way. Well, I mean, Bulwer is no. alone, but. Yeah, but he's still not going to let a coach that he likes and respects and trusts no. just to walk to his rival. I mean, like, look. Look at OU's running backs right now. Kennedy Brooks and I, Trey Sermon, it, who are jacked. I put it this way. I put it this way. Jay Bulware was recruiting guys that were Kill Gundy's backups. They're, they're jacks. They're, they're just guys. They're not... Like, Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks are not playing in the NFL. And they're not setting college records like P. Ryan did. You know? I, I, I will correct you on that. I've I've heard that Kennedy Brooks is definitely an NFL guy. It just depends on when he... Not, I, I would be shocked. I mean, I... I mean, would, I would say, I'm I'd sure say they will both be on NFL. Be in yeah. NFL. I mean, they're there not going to start. In the NFL level. No, I agree with you there. They're like at best, Brooks is a change of pace guy, a third running, you know, third running back, a practice squad guy. Like, you're not going to hand him the ball even 15 times a game. He can't catch, or you know, he can't get separation, you know, in route running. So he can't really play in a modern offense. But none of these guys are like Demarco Murray or a Joe Mixon or an Adrian Peterson or even a Damian Williams that can be the bell cow in an NFL offense. Um, and it, OU hasn't had a guy like that since Kale Gundy stopped coaching the position. So, I mean, it, it's a pretty, you know, night and day difference in the talent that OU's had at that position since Kale Gundy left. Am I off base on that? Yeah. I mean, and even, like, Jay Bulward didn't recruit Rodney Anderson either. Like, no, that was a no, Kale Gundy recruited Rodney Anderson. Yeah. Yep. And Rodney yeah. would be, I do think Rodney would be a you know, a Damian Williams level player if he didn't have a million injury. I mean, he's just, he's just, his career's pretty shot based on injuries. And, and, and to put the icing on, on the cake either. here. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying he's not in a great, he's in Cincinnati behind Joe Mixon and a few other guys. He's just not, in a, he doesn't have a whole lot of opportunity even if he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to put the icing on the cake here. And I know this was sort of rumored, but, I guess at this point I can kind of talk about this. Like, like Trey Sermon's carries diminished because of Jay Bulwer. Like, that, that's, that. Yes. Yes. Here, here's what people don't realize about Bulwer. And then I can tell you from talking to former players that played for Jay Bulwer, there was a lot of discourse between players and him concerning. I, I don't know how much I can say here, but. Let's just say players were not very happy with the way the rotation was. And if you were wondering why Trey Sermon wasn't playing or if there was a year, like I remember like um, Rodney probably should have got the ball a little bit more early in the season in 20, what year was that? 2017. Yeah, that was all. Bullware yeah. is in charge. It is not Lincoln Riley who is substituting running backs into the game. It is Jay Bullware. So That's interesting. Yeah. Next, next yeah. topic. I, I, 
yeah, I mean, we're, we'll just have to table uh, linebackers until uh, until until there's or sorry, running backs until you know we have more clarity there. But um, I do want to talk about linebackers. I, I kind of Freudian slipped myself there. The uh, the linebacking position, specifically inside, is pretty thin right now. I think that's probably Oklahoma's biggest weak spot in terms of depth going into spring. Keegan, is that right? Do you agree with that? It is. It is, but it isn't. Just when you look at the like, you're you are an injury two injuries away from a guy like Brendan Walker, or Shane Witter having to be a guy for you next year. Which yeah. that's an obviously that's a concern. Um, but I've I've labeled it as a boom boomer bust. I mean, I think Brian Asamo and Deshaun White could potentially be NFL guys, and if they take the leap that Kenneth Murray made under Brian Odom. That's going to be a position of strength for him. Now, granted, Caleb Kelly's also there too. I just think the ceiling's a lot higher with Asamoa and Deshaun White. Uh, what? But what? like you said, good. Um, just the two deep in general. I mean, it's Deshaun White. Who's it? I guess the Mike is Deshaun White next year, right? And then the Will is either going to be Brian Asamoa, Caleb Kelly, or Jamal Morris, apparently. Who has uh, reportedly been moved to to Will linebacker, and then I guess one of those guys will end up backing up Deshaun White at the mic, um, and then Brian Mead is. Also I think. Back. I think what they'll end up doing, and I haven't kept up to date with who's moving where, but if I were to guess, just based on the end of the season, yeah, I think Deshaun will move to Mike, and then I would guess Caleb is the Will, but I think Osimo will be kind of a hybrid especially since the guys they've lost. Like, I feel like if Caleb Kelly or Deshaun were to go down, they'd be able to slot him into either of those positions. Kind of like and maybe, a, maybe he, he reminds me of Curtis Bolton in that way. And he's also as fast as Buzzy was earlier in his career and, you know, can be yeah. used in blitz packages and different things like that. Um, I could also see Caleb Kelly. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I could see Caleb Kelly playing Mike. Mm-hmm. If, if if Deshaun White were to go down and maybe they felt more comfortable, they could slide Kelly over to Mike and put Asamoa at – or Asamoa, whatever the hell his name is, um, at, <laughs> at weak side. George doesn't cover the team anymore. He doesn't know how to pronounce anything. I don't know if it's ass or os. <laughs> I kind of like ass. <laughs> I think it's off. Ryan Asamoa. I hope someone cal- I hope someone cuts this up to the part where I just say – I kind of like ass. <laughs> and then we, we should we should do that, and then we should post it on I'm Twitter. Gonna, should I'm also going to cut where I'm going to cut where George said that Spencer, you made a good point earlier too. I'm going to cut that out and isolate. Oh. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I guess it sounds like you guys don't I think this very is as big of a deal in the direction under Brian Odom, though. I I, I think Odom. I mean, you read if the story from. Um, Kobe McKenzie's commitment by Steve Wiltfong um, by 24-7 Sports. Like, Brian Odom is the reason why they landed. What could potentially be a top 50 to 100 player, some are even mentioning a five-star. Yeah, but didn't uh, like the eighth grade? I mean, yeah, but my point is, is that <laughs> he, he is earning respect of some of the top players in the country already yeah. just because of what he was able to do with Kenneth Murray. And if, yeah. like I said, if Deshaun White and Brian, and Brian Asamoah can take can make can make that same leap, like that group could be really good next year. Granted, thin with only three guys outside yeah. of Shane Witter, Brendan 
Walker and Jamal Morris reportedly. We'll have to see the, where he's at in the spring. Um, so we'll. I, I think he's got to put on some weight, right? Like I, I can't say that I seen like Jamal Morris whole lot because it wasn't he the guy that he didn't suit up like at all this year. Like he's gonna have to put on some weight to to move down, right? Yeah, he he's also he's like pretty tall. Back. He's got a good frame. Like I, I think he can do it. I mean, not that he's gonna have to play he next year. Or like a li- he didn't look like a linebacker to me. No, well, I agree with you. because he's, he's been like, a defensive like, back. I mean, I mean, Robert Barnes looks more like a linebacker to me than than those. Yes, which well, I Robert, think is, yeah, that's another topic. I don't know if we're getting into that, but I, it's I'm get, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Robert Barnes because since he's coming back, or at least it it seems that he's coming back. I would like I could see them trying back. to do. You think less. he's coming back? Yeah. I think, I, think he, I think he. I think he's coming back, Spencer. What? Based on conversation. Did he redshirt yeah. last year or something? Why would yeah, he come yeah, back? Think... He. Well, that's what he I'm just saying. watched I Justin Boyle's play. For him. You think? Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think this is my theory, and I. I know this is zero insight. I am just, you know, theorizing here, but. I think that they're going to try – and they didn't have the bodies to do it this year, and I don't think Robert was fully healthy, and this is why they didn't do it. But I think they're going to try and do some sort of like hybrid linebacker safety type position with him where he can come in and play like a nickel linebacker, whereas Buki couldn't do that. Like like it's, it's like instead of putting in – like they would sometimes bring in David Aguebu to play the nickel. Instead of bringing in David Aguebu or Buki, like if like a third and like six type situation, a third and five or something, uh-huh. like they bring in like a Robert Barnes who could cover in the flats and then also come up and like be somebody that you know covers the run. Like I, I think he's going to be like a hybrid. That what that, that is a big problem. Buki, yeah, it does make sense. I mean, and Buki not being able to be involved in the run defense at all is is a big problem. Uh, I mean, they they just got exposed. Well, I don't think Buki. I don't think Buki's going to play next year. Guys, I, I honestly – I mean, I think he'll play a little bit. But if Trey Norwood comes back healthy, like, he's not going to play. No, I agree there. He caused them a lot of issues this year. Like, he, he was one of their biggest issues on defense. I mean, I, I yeah. they'd have to move him back to corner and he'd have to compete with Jaden Davis for that other cornerback spot. Because um, you're – I mean, back. as – back Part of me says think, that – like Buki's their best playmaker, right? Like he probably has. I think no. he definitely has the most returning, uh, you know, turnovers forced on the team. He for sure does. I mean, Motley's well, gone. Um, I don't know who else would even be up there. I mean, not very many guys forced turnovers. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I would agree with that sort of. But like, I just think if you can if you can do something different there, you do. And I think. People yeah. don't realize how big of a loss Trey Norwood really was because he would have started at that nickel position all season. I, I don't and, know that I agree with that, but I, at the beginning of the year, I mean, he Norwood was so small. Like I think you have, I just think you have the same problem that you do with Buki. Like Trey Norwood couldn't tackle anybody; he, he's I, too small. I, but he's out. I know he's now, still coming so. back from injury. Yeah, I, we saw him out in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he's and he looked really, he looked really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Buki led the team. And I think last year I think it, too. And had a forced fumble and a, and a fumble recovery. Okay, well, one of them was against South Dakota, and so that doesn't count. But um, <laughs> I think DeLaren Turner-Yell, if he, if he comes back healthy, 
well, let's be honest. I mean, come on. I could have made that pick six against South Dakota. But uh, if he comes <laughs> back healthy, uh, I think Delaire and Turner Yell could end up being their top playmaker next season. Well, George, I, I would agree I, with you I, if you had played like you like you just said. You know, you floated that scenario out there like you had like you had, could have played, but you didn't. So. I'm also going to theorize here, and this isn't disagreeing with George's take on Buki, but and I know you don't follow the recruiting as as closely, but man, all the offers that are going out to 2021 kids and 2022 kids that are especially on defense, there's only one player of a picture that they're posting with their offer, and it's Brendan Radley Hiles. I don't know if Oklahoma could afford to sit him and bench him and let him get disgruntled. I agree, but I also don't think Grinch gives a, a no. I don't, and I don't, and George, I don't know if you talk to, but talk to people about that. I don't, I don't think Buki and Alex Grinch saw eye to eye very much. Oh, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, just in the sense that I, I think Buki's a good kid, even though he yeah, made the stupidest absolutely. play in college football playoff history. But um, I mean, he's like, five eight. He's a five eight nickelback. You can't do anything with that if you're out. Exactly. Fresh. Well, and and just look at look at the guys they're recruiting. Like, and and Grinch made the comment at the Peach. I think it was at the Peach Bowl that was like, "We want our defensive backs to look like the best basketball team on campus." And it's like, Buki, Buki, Buki doesn't look like a basketball player. He looks like. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. Like, it's like Ray like, Felton. Like, yeah, like he's yeah, exactly. Looks like it's like a shorter. Ray, he's like Ray yeah. Felton crossed with Isaiah Thomas. The bad Isaiah. Yeah. Thomas. So I mean, I, it just it doesn't make much sense in the direction that they want to go. And I think you could move him to corner and get away with it because they're just they, they just don't have a, a ton of depth there right now. But like, if they have a better option at nickel, they're gonna they're gonna play him and I think it's going to be Norwood and I think you're going to see Robert Barnes move down a little bit and play a this, hybrid position and I could be completely wrong I mean Robert Barnes is Robert Barnes thing, that he's transferring I mean, was Robert Barnes hurt all last year from the Jacobs hit I mean if no. he if he was like not because Alex Grinch sat in that room all year and just talked complete trash about all of his safety depth and like was Robert Barnes too hurt to play in the Peach Bowl like, they just no, like, they tried to Justin Boyles out there the I entire don't. game and didn't make any – like, they didn't I, want I to give Robert a shot. What? Like, what does that say? Spencer, Spencer, I'm not saying what my theory is true. I'm just saying that's what I'm guessing. Because no. if, yeah. if they didn't have something in plan for Robert, I think he would have transferred a long time ago. That makes sense. And I'm mostly – I'm not, you know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm certainly not doing that. I'm just also I'm just, this is hot take number two. Okay, hot take number two. The third one is my best one, though. Oh, no, the Robert Barnes. Robert Barnes. Hot take number two. Yeah. No, what's what's hot take number I, I two? Was, I... Do what? Oh, did you just the Robert Barnes thing is your hot take number two? Yeah, that he's gonna oh, okay. he's gonna. Move down. Gotcha. Is that not okay. a hot take? No, it is. It is. I just yeah, I was confused by the way you worded that. Go ahead, Keegan. I I had an idea, and I because at the end of the 2018 season, it, I don't know if that was a Ruffin deal or a Lincoln deal, but Caleb Kelly played a lot of what Oklahoma played was their nickel. 
And he was bad. And I know they and but he wasn't bad in the run fits. No, he was bad in coverage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I but I think that could be something that Oklahoma uses to their strengths. But now with Caleb Kelly basically being the second or third linebacker, like that can't happen. So winding Robert Barnes down to potentially play nickel in those sort of like George said, those third and sixes, those third and fives. Heck, even Jamal Morris. Um, just give you, you know, God, teams are just killing Oklahoma on the on the edge um, in the run yeah. game. So that definitely, yeah. I, 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 if he's going to be on campus, I think that's where he's going to have to play. And but at the same time, too, I also think some one of these incoming guys is going to end up taking that spot. I don't think it's going to be very he's long. Not- He's not fast enough. He's not fast enough to play back at safety. Like he's just not. Like he's. That's why I think he's going to end up in Houston or Tulsa. Like I just, I think he's going to end up in an AAC school. Well, you're an idiot because I'm pretty sure he's staying. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think I'm. Spencer, we're telling you. Like I think he's. No, I, I, I believe in you guys. I'm not doubting you guys, but it's just that is so far off of what I expected to hear coming into this podcast. Um, so I'm just taking a minute to – I'm still adjusting to this news. Um, but I don't know – yeah. We've talked about Robert Barnes enough, I guess. Is there anything else with linebackers? Uh, the only other things that I have left, unless you guys want to hit something else, is uh, remaining recruits, guys like DeAndre Butler, Alfred Collins, and then we're going to end it with some uh, OU basketball talk. But uh, anything else you guys want to hit before we uh, – I, I don't want to get – I don't want to have to make George get all sentimental here because I know he was very frustrated with all those questions after the uh, Peach Bowl. But I do want to know what George's favorite moment covering Oklahoma football was in his time. Well, you know, I, there were so many. Oh, lordy. Man. There's so um, many. I want, I, want to try to, I want you to try to get down to one. One? I'd probably have to say, like, going to New York for the Heisman Trophy was – just a real cool personal moment for me and if anybody read like my mm-hmm. yeah. my note about that knows why and i won't go too much into that but like just going to new york because that meant a lot to like me and like my family and and it was just a really cool moment so i probably have to say that and being able to like kyler was such a like Jalen was obviously the the worst to cover like i'll just go ahead and say that like out of the three quarterbacks cause people ask me all the time like They'll always ask me to rank. To me, it's always Kyler, Baker, Jalen. But then they also ask me who was the best to cover. And I can't really say, like, Baker was obviously, like, a free quote. Like, he just gave you whatever. But I wasn't the number one on the beat. And so it was, like, Kelly wrote uh, – Kelly Stacy, who now works for The Athletic, um, you know, wrote a lot of the Baker story. So I didn't really cover him that in depth. Whereas, like, Kyler, Kyler and I, like – I wouldn't say we got close, but, I mean – he felt comfortable talking to me in a lot of ways. And so for him to, you know, shake my hand after winning the Heisman trophy and thank me for covering him. And then, you know, he kind of opened up in that moment to the select few reporters that were there um, in that little scrum, there's like four of us and, and me being able to ask him a question. That was just a really cool moment. Um, and to know that now he's like, you know, looks like he's going to be really freaking good in the NFL that now just looking back on that was probably the coolest thing ever. Um, so I'd probably say that covering the Heisman in New York because I'd never been to New York and I've always wanted to go. So, and Man, I was really good answer, answer, but yeah, it was. Um, and I, with George did mention something, and you said, "Do we have anything else?" 
And I know I told, I've shared this with both of you guys, but I have talked to two very good sources about this. And I guess I'll just go straight to it. Oklahoma's very, I don't know, happy, but they're completely fine that the Jalen Hurts era at Oklahoma is over. They're content. Very move on. Ready to move on. Yeah. And and when you say that, when they when when you say that, like I don't think, I, I think yes, they're happy to like move on and get to the Spencer Rattler area era. But I I wouldn't say that they're like they regret taking Jalen Hurts because I think no. in a lot of ways, yeah. it's going to help them in the long run. And and I don't you know there's a lot of people that think that if Spencer Rattler is the quarterback, is OU like more of a national title contender? And I don't think so. You know I think. I think that year Rattler had to sit out and having to learn from Jalen is, is really going to help him in the long run. And I just, I mean, I think they probably go like, like they don't like, I, I truly don't think they beat Baylor on the road with Spencer Rattler at the starting point. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen, what he did in that second half it was really, I mean, it takes a poised leader to, to do that. And yeah. as much as on like, the I flip side was, though, George, Jalen did dig them in that hole. Yeah, I agree. But I, I also just don't know. We can't say how well Spencer would have handled that situation yet. And Absolutely, I, yeah. And I think that's a, a lot goes into it, you know. So I, while they're happy to move on, and they should be in a lot of ways, I also don't think they regret taking him one bit. Well, and I, I think the biggest thing, and you kind of touched on it, I mean, Spencer Rattler is going to be better for having spent a year with Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts rubbing a little bit off on Spencer Rattler is going to be a good thing. Spencer Rattler needed to grow up a little bit. Uh, I think the Netflix documentary that he starred in made that very clear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the suspension and, you know, we don't need to get into that necessarily, but I mean, there's clearly a lot of growing up that Spencer Rattler needed to do before he could take over a blue blood and just like be the face of this program for the next two years or three years. And, Jalen Hurts definitely helped with that. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. He sh- I think in some ways Hurts probably showed him what to do and what not to do, uh, which I think are very uh, you know valuable things. And most importantly, he's better than Austin Kendall, uh, which I think was also born out yes. this year. So it was clearly not a mistake to take Jalen Hurts. Um, mm-hmm. Keegan, I don't know if – would you agree with that? I don't know if you would or not. If Spencer Rattler was an early enrollee – I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is ever at Oklahoma. And, but at the same time, too, you mentioned him learning. I think Spencer Rattler just having to sit out. I think just not being the big man on campus yeah. immediately after he got to Oklahoma probably served him better than any le- – like, honest, in my opinion, any lesson he could have learned from Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Though, um I did, I did ask Jalen about Spencer earlier earlier in the year, about halfway through the year, and it did seem like those two really connected. Um, or it was, I think it was at the end. It was after the Oklahoma State game. So, yeah, I, and I think those two really connected, which I think could bode well for Spencer. But at the same time, like I said, I there he did rub that way to me at the opening two summers ago. But then, yeah, like you, when you watch that Netflix, I mean, yeah, he needed – he needed a wake-up call, whether and that was look, the suspension or him. That's not abnormal, or, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not abnormal for an 18-year-old to, to need that time. Um, and so, you know, it's good that he got mm-hmm. it. So we're not we're not talking trash about the Spencer Rattler, but he needed a year. And most kids need a year. You know, Bo Nix probably could have used a year this year for a lot of different reasons. He didn't get it, and it worked out okay for Auburn. Um, I'm trying to think of some other true freshmen that 
have started at, at major programs in the past. It doesn't happen very often. Um, and even, you know, redshirt freshmen, it doesn't happen just a ton. Uh, although I guess now it's happening more and more often because if you're not starting as a redshirt freshman, you're probably transferring. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, do we want to talk about recruiting at all or just skip to basketball? I mean, there's really nothing to talk about uh, other than I've, I've been pretty steadfast on Caleb Williams for a long time. Um, no, I'm talking like 2020, 20, 2020. Is there anything with 2020? Well, I mean, what you got? You got Alfred Collins, who is currently trending away from Oklahoma. Just, although I still would continue to put that on pause with Lincoln Riley having an in-home um, with him and his family um, available. And, and, and then two, the other one is uh, Dre Butler, the Juco guy out of Kansas at a, a Butler Independence. Yeah, uh, not the place where Jason Brown was at. Yeah. Not at anymore. Um, the other Netflix show. Uh, he's got to go to Auburn, and he's tra- he's visiting Auburn. He's visiting Oregon. So, and I, I said to a couple people, I I think Oklahoma's biggest worry in that is that Auburn's been putting defensive linemen in the league, um, and that's going to be an uphill battle that Oklahoma's going to have to fight moving forward. But, yeah, no, that that's really it. And then continuing to monitor the grad transfer market, um, I think taking a linebacker, regardless if he's an impact player or not, would be pretty big for Oklahoma. If a guy would just come in, buy in to Brian Odom and be able to be a backup player, I, I think that would benefit Oklahoma greatly. But, but at the not, same time... That's a theoretical thing, right? Like there's not anybody out there yeah, right now. That... That's not, yeah, there's no substance to that. Um, so yeah, no, that's it. But I, I think it's very important to, to mention the fact that I think, I think Caleb Williams is going to end up at Oklahoma. Uh, and I've been yeah. saying that since Vandegrift decommitted. Like, well, the Joe Brady thing is interesting. I mean, that, that, you know, that pretty much crosses LSU off. Yeah. And another very interesting thing to mention and to look at, and I know it's even further down the road, but. I believe Lincoln Riley has a quarterback in the 2022 class out of the state of Georgia who may be the number one quarterback in the country in the 2022 class that Lincoln Riley has now put his whole entire focus on. So, What's his name? Oh, man, it's escaping me right now. Gunner Scott. It, I was talking to a guy earlier about it. Um, but, yeah, it was Gunner something. But in, in relation Stockton? to that. I believe Gunner that Stockton. Yes, yeah, that is, kid from Georgia. He's yeah. only thrown for like seven thousand yards as a freshman and sophomore in high school. It's one of the highest levels in Georgia. He's from like, Tiger, he's Georgia. Um, yeah, he's big, big time player, and I think that's Lincoln that's Riley awesome trying to take name, another man. stab. I think he's gonna. I think the talk there is that you're not going to play at Georgia because Brock Vandegrift is there. So yeah, Lincoln's kind of we'll using the situation advantage, and that's a long way down the road. I um, mean, Alabama's so, going to need a quarterback because Bryce Young, you know, will be out the door by then, or I guess yeah, he'll have to sit uh, behind him for absolutely. one year. But. Absolutely. Um, so, it, but like I said, I think the biggest thing to note here in Oklahoma, you can't land a top class without having a top a top quarterback in it. That's really kind of what it is, kind of how it is nowadays. And I think I. I I say with confidence, Caleb Williams is probably going to end up at Oklahoma. Man, good for Caleb Williams. Gunnar Stockton is the best name. I've, I, I can't think of a better name. 
Those are two just awesome names, and when you put them together, and he's a quarterback in the South, like, sign me up, man. That sounds awesome. George, you have yeah, a take on that? Uh, Is that your, I guess, your your fourth hot take? We're saving that. No, I've only had two hot takes, and my third is in no. basketball. So I know. I, well, I'm giving you a bonus. If you wanted a bonus one. Well, I I just want to say, well, I don't know what I want to say, but I was going to say that uh, the spring game will be big this year. Yes, Keegan, for recruiting, like it typically I be- is. I believe so, but I'm not going to go all in on that yet because I think Oklahoma may be making a couple adjustments to that. Okay, I think so that hasn't really worked say, out, has it? I think a lot of the national, and I don't. This is early in the stages of it, but I think they're going to save some of the official visits for the national guys, the East Coast, West Coast guys. They're going to save more of those for in the season because they don't have as much of a problem getting unofficial guys to come up from Texas. Um, but that's, well, that, like I said, that's very early. Um, in the, they have in a the better home schedule this year, right? I mean, they've got Tennessee at home. Yeah, you've got well, Tennessee and, Be- Tennessee well, and Bethany. But, um, I, what I was going to say about the spring game is uh, I do think, I do not know this, but I believe that maybe, possibly, not going to say for sure, that there could be an unveiling of a statue at the spring game this year. Mm-hmm. That be. And I will let um, you think about that. Let me ask you this: Is the person whose statue it is will he be depicted planting a flag? It could happen. <laughs> oh my! If that happened. <laughs> They should. They should. Might as well. If that happens, they should take every other Heisman statue that's in Heisman Park and take it down because no one's going to be looking at that. Poor Billy Vessels, man. Poor Billy. Poor. Uh, poor Billy Vessels. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to talk OU basketball and then get out of here uh, under an hour here. Um, OU basketball is what's their record? It doesn't matter. Uh, they're like twelve and six, I think. Twelve like and that. six. Twelve. And, yeah, I got it right. Guessing it. Uh, they almost beat Baylor the other night. Kind of came from out of nowhere. Austin Reese missed a shot. It's fine. Um, George, I think that's a good segue into what I think your hot take is. Austin Reese missing a shot. Is that right? Uh, my hot take is that Austin Reeves should not start. I said this in the preseason. <laughs> uh, but it was for I a different reason, I, I think, Yeah, but you're going to say. I He... He dribbles too much, man. He he tries to do too much, and then he shoots shots that are just like, what What are you doing? Pass the ball. Like, I, I think he just, like, and I'm not saying, I, I think he's one of their best players, but, like, right now I think they need to sit him and say, listen, man, like, you you got to, like, you know, run the offense or some, something. Like, I don't even know if they run an offense, though, because I watch them. I'm like, what is what, what are they running on offense? But, but. They've got to like somebody's got to sit him down and be like, dude, you got to pass the ball more. Like he just he does so many stupid things that I'm like, what are you doing? And this has nothing to do with his last second shot because I think he has to shoot that. But but if you go yeah. back and you watch the tape, he definitely went to the three when he if he would have just played it like a regular two on one, him and Harmon could have got a bucket. And and 
I mean, I don't want to judge the kid because, I mean, you, you want to shoot the three for the win there. And honestly, I thought it was going in. But and I don't blame him for that. But overall, just from what I've watched this season, and I can't say I've, I've watched every single game because I definitely haven't. But from what I have watched, like he has got to pass the ball more and like be I mean, he can't have these slumps that I mean, what was his his field goal percentage in the night? It was two at for one point 14. Was like two, he, two for fourteen, man. He like, had a it, yeah, that his usage rating was huge. Yeah, it, he has not been good since conference play started. He had the one good game against Kansas State and has been bad since. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think if you bring him off the bench, it's interesting because you you know you theoretically get him going against worse defenders, guys that he can because he is a good passer. He just doesn't do it. Like Austin Reeves can make good passes. He's done. He's made several highlight passes this year. He can do it, but his his problem is is he can't he can't beat guys off the dribble very often, and so he's not you know getting into the lane and there aren't lanes open for him to make passes, and so he ends up just taking a step back mid range jumper, which is just a horrible shot, uh, and especially when he's not in rhythm, it's a horrible shot. So, um, yeah, I, I think Austin Reeves coming off the bench is a good idea. I don't know who, who you starts start. though. Alondis um, Williams. I guess Alondis Williams, who played good the other night against Baylor in limited minutes. Maybe Jalen Hill starts. Jalen Hill has started to come into his That's life. Why. Yeah. Started to play well. What did you say, yeah. George? I said I would I start Jalen Hill. I thought I think he's played really well for them lately. Yeah, I don't know. He, he might be their best rebounder. I mean, he honestly like Doolittle Manic is a decent rebounder. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doolittle gets pushed around a little bit they, and is um, on the perimeter a lot, but they're very they're average, right? I mean, this team is gonna make the NCAA tournament most likely, and they're they might win one game, they might not, um, which is a little bit down from where I thought they would be, but that has more to do with enemy and Harmon not being quite as good as we thought. I think it's fair to say. They've got to win eight more games to make the tournament. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule right now. They need to win. Uh, let's see. They're, they should beat Mississippi State on Saturday, although that, you know, we'll see. They're playing Mississippi State's playing pretty well right now. Um, Kansas State, you know, I could see they could go into Manhattan and win, but maybe not. Um, they have to beat Oklahoma State at home on February 1st. They're going to lose at Tech. They're probably going to lose at home to West Virginia. They should beat Iowa State at home. They're going to lose in Lawrence. They're going to lose to Baylor at home. They should beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Uh, they should beat Texas at home, and they should they could beat TCU on the road. I think that I named seven win seven wins in there, six or seven. Yeah, and they then they'd have to win in Kansas City for the first time in like four years. They have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. They have thirteen regular season games left. And I think if they go like six and seven, I, th- I think that's fine. I think they'll get in. Um, although maybe not. Maybe they need to do a little bit better than that. Hell, they may. They when do they play? When do they play Kansas? Is it in Lawrence? Is it pretty near? Because they're um, lost. They're weekend. They lost two. Well, the Sioux is not as big. Of a, as somebody that. I, look, oh, you if if Buddy Heald couldn't win in Fog Allen, I don't know who could. I mean, that was you asked George your favorite mo- moment, his favorite memory, favorite moment covering OU. I think mine would probably be Buddy Heald scoring forty six at the Fog, 
um, and a loss. And let's see. I mean, yeah, D'Souza's going to miss that game. That's in seven games. Um, D'Souza's basically out for the rest of the regular season, I think. But OU's, OU's not going to win that game. I mean, they lost in Norman when Dotson wasn't playing. And they didn't have so, Dotson. By 14. Yeah, they didn't have Dotson in Norman. They lost by 14. So I, I don't think that they'll be able to win in Lawrence. But I don't know. But maybe they will, uh, you know, go ahead and beat Baylor in in Norman the very and three days later. They play Kansas and Baylor within four days of each other um, in mid February. So, That's and then gross. a week after they play Baylor, they have to play Texas Tech. So I think they tough. still won against Tech. I think they could beat Tech and Norman. Yeah. I mean, they, they have both games Jeremiah, left against Tech. You want Tech. to talk about a guy that's fun. Have you guys watched any of that Jeremiah Ramsey this year from Tech? I, oh, my I've Lord. I've been meaning to, yeah, man. He's, 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 an NBA, he's an NBA guy. I need to do a little bit of a deep dive on him. Um, he could be a late lottery pick, I think, this year. A guy that's I'm way behind on my college basketball this year. But I that's that I've watched Tech play twice, and that dude stands out. Every every time, almost on every possession, he's doing something that's just ridiculous. So, be a lot of fun to watch him play in Norman. Yeah, uh, guys, I'm. We, we got to hang up. We got to go watch Zion, man. Zion tips off in about twenty minutes. Uh, I, I was. I, I do this every time. So, George, before you say something, two things. One, I think Oklahoma is about to get a huge boost down at the Senior Bowl, and I've been talking to a couple people that are down there. One of them, quote, tweeted me yesterday, so that can go away. His name's AJ Schulte. He works for the Pro uh, Football Network, Draft Network. Um, but it sounds like there is a ton of buzz that Neville Gallimore is going to rise into the first round. He, I mean, I quoted a, the Ringers NFL Draft guide earlier, and he's the 25th pick ahead of Kenneth Murray. So our 25th guy Are on the board. Are you kidding me? A mock, I, but, I've yeah. not mm-hmm. been paying attention to that. Are you, wow, that's crazy. Dude, Neville is an athletic freak, man. Neville's floor is probably like mid-second round. I mean, he's going to dominate yeah, the I mean, combine. I, 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 figured he'd be, I figured he'd be a day two guy. Oh, wow. First yeah. round. Yeah. That's Which they, would be OU's they, first defense. were said to me. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's, what, is his first defensive lineman in the first round since Gerald McCoy? I think is that right? Yep. Man, oh, George, I have a trivia question for Grinch you. Can get, well, go ahead, George, and then I'll give you your trivia. I was going to say, if Grinch can get two guys in the first round in one year at OU, like, that's going to be huge, man. That is huge for recruiting. And, and my you, main NFL source was down at the East-West Shrine Bowl um, in St. Petersburg last week, and I wouldn't be shocked if Parnell Molly goes day two in the third round. He was really good, man. Like, really, really good the last month of the season. And has not been as bad throughout his career as everyone thinks he was. I mean, he just wasn't. Uh, He was never worse than, uh, you know, Jordan Thomas. He had, you know, Zach Sanchez had worse worse spurts. Um, You know, Parnell Molly's a good player. Probably one of the most underrated OU defenders of the last decade. Would be my take. Um, I, I agree with you there. George, trivia question. Keegan, I think I think we already talked about this, but if you if you miss me saying it, then you can answer too. But when was a, who was OU's last first round pick to be taken at linebacker? 
I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's not Brian Bosworth went in the first round, but it was in the supplemental draft, so he doesn't count. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to repeat that. You cut out the the question or the the last linebacker the, the last, last linebacker to be taken in the first round. Other than Brian Bosworth, who was a supplemental pick, he doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Other than Brian Bosworth, so will you tell me it was before or after Brian Bosworth? Well, it was it's it was before Brian Bosworth. Put it that way, it was in the eighties. Sure, your dad was probably on the team. He might know it. Well, Steve Bryan, he was a defensive lineman, and he was—he would have been eighty-seven. Um, Casillas would have been eighty-six, and that's defensive tackle. Was it? Um, it's like a weird last name. What's his name? Um, it's not a weird last name. Let me. Uh, it's like Paul. I'll give you. No, I'll give you it's a hint. Like Paul. No, it's not Paul. Are you sure it's not? It's Paul. Like like Paul no. Liazzo. Yeah, I'm positive. He. Are you uh, sure? He, yeah, he coached at Oklahoma. Wait, first round Go draft ahead. pick. Yeah. Or like just linebacker. No, first round linebacker. draft pick. At linebacker. Oh, that was a linebacker. Oh, then it had to been. Um, Jackie Ship. Yeah, right? it was Jackie Ship in 1984. Well in done. Like I would not have. Been, I would not have guessed that. It was like it what was, was it? 83, 84, or something like 84. that. 84. It was 35 years ago. Yeah, but 80. It would have been 80. It would have been 83, 84 uh, season, right? Yeah, he finished yeah. his career in 83 in the 84 draft. Yeah, Dolphins, 14th pick. Yeah. Now Boz. Yeah, would but have I want to know. I like three know, years who later. Was last, but... Who was the line? I thought you were saying linebacker, and I was like, well, yeah, the last to, linebacker. Like, to be in taken the first, the first round. round, right? I I yeah. was like, "There's no way." When I thought you meant just like last linebacker draft, yeah. and I was like, "Well, it wasn't like, you know, like Dominic Alexander and those no, guys." No, 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 no. So I was round, like, "Wait, yeah. that makes no sense." Okay, yeah. first round, yeah, it would have to be Jackie Ship. And yeah, the I last the last defensive Travis player Lewis period. Was... Uh, Travis Lewis is not a first round pick. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying defensive pick. When was the last defensive pick that was, was taken? I guess of Monty Bledsoe. Oh, you're just meaning draft pick in general. Oh, no. Monty Bledsoe was a free agent. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, way off. They had a defender drafted Oboe. last year. Right? There was a defender okay. drafted last year. No, there wasn't. Uh, this is great podcast. Oba was their last defensive. Oba was their last really? defensive player drafted. Yeah, I just I just looked it up. I have the whole list in front of me now. Very interesting. Jordan Evan Jordan Evans was their last linebacker taken. He was taken in the sixth round in twenty seventeen. So yeah, uh, good stuff from the Senior Bowl. Keegan is uh, definitely keeping you guys updated on that as, on his Twitter feed in terms of just retweeting different takes on Jalen Hurts and Parnell Motley and Neville Gallimore and uh, Kenneth Murray's not there. But uh, anybody else there, Keegan? Jalen Hurts. I said Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, you did. Um, uh, yeah. Yikes. The uh, yeah, yikes. Well, I mean, we knew let's, that. We knew that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we'll be back. I think we'll do at least one more of these. 
I, I think I have I have kind of a plan for how I want this uh, the last one of these to go. So we'll uh, George should be a lot freer this semester, right, George? I really am. If not, I have if, if I have you're not really on TikTok when you when you what yeah when you asked me if I was free this week I was like yeah I I, I had no excuse <laughs> to not be free. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So yeah, we'll be back what for at least one more. What is it like to have all that free time? What is it like to have all that free time, George? Oh uh, well, I you know I watched. This is this is how bad it is. Okay, I have so much free time that in two days I watched two entire shows all the way through. I watched Sex Education on Netflix all the way through the new season. In you watched Friday, you, last week. You watched the new season too. Do what? You've watched season two yeah, as I well. Watched, Yes, and then well, I just watched season two, so I've already seen season one. I didn't rewatch. Oh, okay. So I, I saw. You, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I watched all of season two. I'm not that crazy. Uh, I watched all of season two on Friday afternoon, and then on Saturday I watched all of the. And you guys are going to make fun of me, but this is actually a really good show. Oh my so god! Hate. I know it's really good. This is ridiculous. The, the high school, the high school musical, the musical, the series is what it's called. I think the high school musical show on Disney Plus. I watched all ten episodes on Saturday. George, so we didn't know you were dating anybody. Right that's now. you should have led with that. Do what? I said you should have led with the fact that your your new girlfriend just made you watch that show. I I don't have a girlfriend. I'm single, um, and I'm having a good time. Keegan, will you be watching High School Musical based on uh, George's opinion there? No. No, I mean, Can you guys tell me the last time? Uh, so, sorry, trivia question, because now I'm scrolling through this. Can you tell me the last time OU had two defensive players taken in the first round? I I just looked at this. Oh, I actually don't know. Um, yep. Wait, wouldn't it have been – would not would it not have been 2010? Nope. No. First round? No, I yeah no, never mind. Um, Nineteen eighty four, Jackie Ship and Rick Bryan. Oh, it was eighty four. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna tweet. Man, that. you thought you were getting a podcast today, and all you're getting is NFL draft trivia. Um, good stuff. But all right, guys, I think we'll be back. Uh, you know, sometime before spring practice. Um, but appreciate you guys hanging with us for the last hour or so. Appreciate George and Keegan. Uh, for coming along for the ride and uh we will uh talk to you guys soon y'all have a great day peace i can see my old school used to be a young hawk my girl was a miller driller that's where it all started i could see your old school sliding down mohawk i could see a couple more posted at the car wash i could see the maybe i could see nafis i could see the homies shooting dice with brown gravy i could see the new look let me call ac i know i need a fade because it's been about eight weeks i can see pine street